Welcome back to Dive In with Sharon. And as you all know, today is March 8th and it's the last day of our radio radio segment, Dive In with Sharon. I am firstly so thankful for the experience and for being able to actually do this and learn this learn throughout this experience how to reach out to people, how to work hard, how to learn the technical stuff parts of it learn the business side of it you know gathering information making sure you have your facts correct um and just learning how to use your voice to get to base give your opinions and also allow those to give theirs uh, firstly i want to thank everyone who ever listened to my podcast i'm very grateful and very 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 happy that you took the chance to do that I also want to thank everybody who ever wrote in or gave an opinion or called into the studio and spoke to me live or pre-recorded. I'm very grateful. I'm so thankful. Um, Thank you so much for doing that. You guys made it so much easier. I also want to thank uh, Ruben for being a guest speaker, um, for showing up, for being there, being committed, taking care of business, helping me out when I first started um, talking through talking with through it with me. I'm sorry, talking it through with me. Um, it was such an amazing experience, and I'm always going to be so thankful and so grateful for this experience. I'm thankful for my teachers and for her assistants who are always helping us and teaching us. 
Um, this is not the only class that she offers um, for internships. There's so many more, so many other chances to do so many other things. And for that, I'm very, very, very grateful. I'm very, very, very happy for. Um, I will be back next semester during the summer. Thank God. You guys will be hearing more of me and probably also in the fall, which will also be my last semester at Hillsborough Community College. Um, it's bittersweet. It's a little scary. You know, I'm going to be moving on to bigger and better things. I'll be going to University of South Florida, taking classes there, and I hope that I'm able to do it justice is what I'm going to say. Change is scary, guys. Change is very scary. Let's talk about that for a little bit, um, about change. That's my first topic. Um, change is a little scary, guys. It's hard. It's, um, you know, it. you have to come out of your comfort zone when it comes to change. You have to come out of your comfort zone. You have to jump to see if you even have wings. You know what I mean? You have to jump and see if you have wings. You'll never really know if you have them until you fly. You know how sometimes mama birds push the little babies out the nest so they can learn how to fly. That's what you have to do for yourself. You're never you're never going to know the hands that are going to cast you or the floor you're going to land on if you don't jump. One of the main things that I've learned when it comes to the business world or where you want to do with your life or what exactly it is that you choose that you want to do is... Um, you don't have to settle, but what I'm saying is, um, put your foot in the door. Even if it means getting coffee for the job person that has the job that you want, you do that. You get that coffee humbly, happily. I'm not saying to let people abuse you, misuse you, but you humbly go get that coffee and say, one day I'll do what I want. You know, this is the door that God opens for you. If you believe in God, like I do, you know that he opens doors for you. He makes way. He opens paths. Um, that he does not leave his children in embarrassment. That he guides us, protects us. That he becomes that light in the darkness for us. That he shields us from our from anything that tries to attack us, anything from the enemy. Um, he's the one who is always um, there for us, embracing us, holding us up, guarding our, our hearts and our souls and um, protecting us. And most importantly, he's the one that we can always count on to talk to. If you ever feel like you don't have anyone to speak to, if you ever feel like you don't have anyone to go to, he is the source. He is the source. We are the, he is the electric currency that we must plug into to become alive. Like any object that needs to be plugged into a wall to work, we need to be plugged in at all times. You know what I mean? And the Holy Spirit, which is the outlet, is the one that helps us guides us through that and then we become connected to god which is our electrical current that's how i see it and i always have seen it but back to being comfortable in usf i can't lie to you i'm a little bit scared my sister was like get ready because they will break you i told her sis i've been broken i've been broken i've been sta- i've been stabbed i've been thrown in the garbage several times millions of times and i am not afraid of a challenge i'm ready to get it done i'm ready to get my bachelor's i'm ready to do what i want for me and also do what everyone said i couldn't which was go to college and get my bachelor's degree it's a little bit sad it's a little bit hard because i should have graduated with my i should have graduated with my bachelor's degree when i was 22 years old i am now actually i'm lying I should have graduated with my bachelor's degree when I was 21 years old. And I am currently 24. I'm 24 years old and I am now just in August when I turn 26. I mean 25 will be getting my associates. That means by the time I graduate at USF, I will be 28. With God willing, 28. And some people say, well, do you feel a little bit disappointed, a little bit, Dad? Yeah, I did. But I can't let that stop me because I have to get it regardless. So I'm going to do what I can. And I'm not going to try to push myself, you know, past the limits 
and and make myself sick you know i'm gonna do what i can and do it slowly and for surely and get it done like i've always been i put myself to the school i paid for my own classes i paid for my books i lost my financial aid my freshman year of high, of college i had no idea that i did when i came back from my second fall semester they told me you don't have any um you don't have any financial aid and we can't help you and that was in 2014 and i've been paying for my own classes since so going to school and working at the same time and it's been hard it's been very difficult but because of god and the strength that he gives me i was able to do it because i recognize that it's not by my own strength but through his the one that he gives me the one he supplies for me because he is my electrical source so so like i was saying it's a little scary to think about moving on to university of usf i'm a little afraid but i really hope that when i go i meet incredible people i have an amazing experience i hope that people are willing to work with me people are willing i'm willing to work with others people are ready for to be inspired because i want to inspire to be inspired i want to be inspired to inspire others i want others to inspire me um you know looking for love dreams people who have the same vision i want to be fearless i want to be different i want to i want to thrive you know i want to do more more amazing things i want to have fun i want to maximize my years at usf i want to meet new people i want to study in the library and drink coffee and cry in the corner because I just can't and pass my exams and become friends with my professors and you know you never know find love and go to a football game and that's what I'm looking for that's what I'm hoping for that's my dream and I'm scared that I might not be able to have that fully but I don't want to cut myself short I want to give myself a chance I want to be able to explore those things that I didn't get to have the last five years that I've been at ACC because being there was just for me hard. The first couple of years were absolutely amazing, but then as time went on, you know, it started to drag. And I'm so thankful for Narisa and meeting her because because of her, like, everything just became brighter. You know, my focus became more how to i was more certain of what exactly i wanted to do because of how kind she was how willing she was willing to work with us when i finally got to do things that i enjoyed that i loved um and she gave me that opportunity she clarified so many things for me and for her i'm so thankful i'm also thankful for eric and ruben who have also helped and guided me and all the students who I've interacted with and worked with in the last two semesters. It's been completely amazing. Ryan, who has just left. I just met him last semester and um, he was actually really dope. He helped me a lot too. He talked to me about how he was much older and he's now living his dream. And, and my fear has always been that I will not become successful and have the money to be able to take care of my parents and love my parents well I love my parents but be able to give them what they want before they're gone but I know God hears my petition I know he hears my heart he knows my prayers and he knows and I know that he will make it happen I know he will he will make it happen he makes things easier for us so it's been an adventure This radio show has taught me a lot how to use my voice, give my opinions without being too rash, um, listen to others' opinion, and be able to agree to disagree, which is an attribute that I believe everyone should have. Because if someone doesn't agree with you, you you should be able to just, you know, be able to decide, hey, I understand where you're coming from. You listen to where I came from and... That's enough for me. You know what I mean? So, um, one of the things that I've always thought about was coming out of your comfort zone. And it's hard. Um, you have to fight that. You know, some of the few ways that I've learned about coming out of your comfort zone. 
I'm going to go ahead and just tell you guys a couple of some, a couple of ways to overcome your, to overcome your fear and, and break out of your comfort zone. Um, one, take nothing for granted. You know what I mean? Everything you have, everything you've ever been given, all the help that people have provided, everything that you've learned, everything that you've touched, every way that you've grown, do not take that for granted. Appreciate it. Love it. Take care of it. Nurture it with the most humblest heart. Don't take anything for granted. Time, space, energy, love, um, equipment. Even if you have the smallest of things and you don't have what everyone else has, everyone started somewhere. Take nothing for granted. Two, switch up your routine. If you see that what you're doing is not working, do something different. The definition of anxiety and insanity, and I know everyone knows this, is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Switch up your routine. If you see that what you're doing is not working, do something different to change it. Do something that will make it more possible. Look at your steps. See what it is that you're doing that's not making it work. Look at your steps, write it down, and see what is it that I'm doing that's not working for me. And then change it. Three, move toward your fears. Don't run away from them. Move towards them. The only way to overcome what you're fearing is to, one, think about it, work on it, ask for help if you need it, and then work towards your fears. Don't run away from him because the more you run away from your fears, the bigger they become. They they control you. They Fear becomes your idol and you say well i don't worship fear well you kind of do because you're allowing it to control your whole life your mind your thoughts your heart how you feel your emotions it controls all of you and that's that's not what you want you don't want fear to you don't want to succumb to your fear you don't want to be inferior to your fear you are the own you're the owner of your own mind so you need to be able to stand up towards your fears and say i'm gonna go for it regardless if i'm scared and once you get it done you'll be like I don't understand why I was so scared in the first place. So I think that's really important to remember that, guys, that you need to keep fighting against those fears. Put your gloves on and swing. Take the first swing, you know, and just um, allow those fears to see that you're not scared and know that you have God on your side. Well, you're on God's side and he will always protect you. and He will not let you down. So that's really important to know. Now, um, give up control. Give up control doesn't mean don't let life... What it is that you feel like you need to control everything. Every step, everything you do, everything you say, every plan has to be perfectly matched to what you've written on your plan. But whatever it is that you think you got your game on game day, God got a different plan for you, boo. Whatever you think you're about to do... Take that, crumble up, and toss it over your left shoulder and sayonara. Because whatever you think you're about to do, God is not going to do it that way. You think you're going a straight line, he's going to send you backwards, forward, backwards, forward, backwards, forward, to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right. Pit stop. Go. That's what's going to happen. A lot of people are like, really, does it really happen that way? Yes, it really does happen that way. God is in control. He's the one who decides and who doesn't decide. He's the one who decides who goes and who doesn't? Who stays and who goes? He's the one who decides who's in place and who's not in place. Who are kings and queens and presidents are. Everything is happening for a reason. The way it needs to happen all up until the day he comes back. So your future and your life is his, his hands. You need to take a moment to take your heart, your plans, your love, your heart, your soul, your spirit. Everything you have and put it in his hands and tell him you have control. Because with him. We have a peace and a love that surpasses all understanding, all understanding of a human mind that we can absolutely no way comprehend the way that he works, the way that his his love just fills us. We can never comprehend, but we can feel that we can enjoy it and we can trust it and allow him to work in our lives the way we want him to. Because that's the only way we will ever truly be successful, knowing that everything we have, we have because God 
gave it to us because he allowed us to have it because he said this is yours open your hands this is yours i've given this to you do with you with it what you must multiply like he did with the guy with the seeds he gave them seeds to plant their talents and he did nothing with it so god took it when god gives you something a talent he put something in your heart you must fulfill that you must multiply it you must make it bigger make it more give him more and he will give you more okay so give up that control and allow god to take you where it is that he wants you to go allow your dreams to expand and become bigger more it's more of yourself you know you want to have more of yourself okay also try something new until you feel comfortable if you're gonna do something that makes you uncomfortable you keep doing it until it makes you uncomfortable if that means a new hairstyle that means a new color of nail polish if you have to start small start small i'm not saying you go jump off a cliff into an ocean that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is start small Paint your nails the way you've never painted them. Get them a length you never got on them. Get a haircut you've always wanted but never could because you were scared. Get some shoes that people you think people think are ugly but you really like. Do something that makes you feel uncomfortable until you feel comfortable. And then move on to the bigger thing. And I promise you, it will be worth it. It really will. Ask the questions other people don't like to. That's really important. Wherever you go, you ask questions that other people won't ask because they're afraid. Ask those questions that everybody's thinking but won't say. Ask the questions that everybody wants to know the answer to, but no one is willing to ask the question to get to the answer. That's you. Ask that question. Do what you have to do to get that answer. Another one is start conversation with strangers. Now that, I'm not going to lie, it's a little hard. You know, it's a little bit out of my comfort zone. Well, it's a little bit out of my comfort zone, but depending on where I am. So you have to be willing to do that. Be willing to talk to strangers. Hi, how are you? What's your name? What are you doing here? What do you do? What's your point of study? What encourages to be here? You know what I mean? It's it's one of the greatest things that we have the privilege is to be able to um, go up to others and be able to speak to whoever, whenever, however, and just work, talk to them, connect. You know, connections is what takes you places. That's one of the one things that you really want to do is connections and, you know, making that connection with other people around in different areas. And then one place goes to another, one goes to another, one goes to another, and next thing you know, you're where you thought you wouldn't be. So, there's that. So, go ahead, try that. Try to talk to strangers. You never know what they're willing to give or spill. Take you. Also, agree to something you wouldn't normally consider. I'm not saying go do some drugs. I'm not saying go do illegal activities. What I'm saying is, I normally wouldn't consider going to... Taking a train ride in New York. Because you think you're too bougie. Take the train ride. Enjoy the environment. Talk to strangers, like I said. You know, try something new. Until you feel comfortable. Now Now you know you're an expert at riding trains. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that you can do. You know, it. what does it really mean to come out of your comfort zone? And it's like, if you really break down the phrase, it's like, stepping out of your comfort zone it kind of means like doing things that you don't feel comfortable doing like getting outside of your comfort levels you know and i encourage you all to push yourself to unfamiliar places and to do things that you normally don't do you know people always wondering why is it so important to get out of your comfort zone um well when you when you're in your comfort zone your brain doesn't doesn't really want anything to change so when you get out of your comfort zone, time to time, from time to time, or occasionally, it creates just enough good stress, not bad stress, good stress, to ramp up your focus, you know, to ramp up your creativity, your your pace, and your drive, and it helps you respond to life stress when unexpected things happen. You have different ways of viewing things. You have different ways of working on things. You have different ways of um talking it out 
with people. Um, you know, like I said, there's little simple steps other than the ones that I gave you guys earlier about how to get out of your comfort zone. You know, you can eat unusual things that you've never tried. These are the small things you can try. Um, like I said, things that you normally wouldn't consider or things that make you uncomfortable. These are a few things of those that you can do. Like, eat something unusual, I already said. Smile towards everyone, strangers. You feel weird doing that? Show your teeth, sis. Show your teeth, bro. Cook something new. I've never, ever had stuffed chicken. Go make some stuffed chicken. Even tastes horribly. Look up the directions on the internet. Watch a YouTube video and, and throw it down. You know what I'm saying? Mix up your music. You don't listen to opera? I highly recommend it. You don't listen to jazz or pop or that old school 20s music? I highly recommend it. Open your horizons to something new. Allow yourself to listen to new music. You know, sometimes... You're the type of person who does homework with music playing or something playing on TV. Try to be in stillness, in complete silence, and just work with you and that work. In silence. Just you and that work. And see if that helps you. You know, read something that your friends wouldn't guess that you're you're reading. Like if you've never read 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 a, a science science fiction book read a science fiction book if you've never read a reality book read a reality book if you've never had read a a sexual book you know them rated r sexy books read one of those you know things that people wouldn't expect you to read read it things you wouldn't expect yourself to read you should read it and also you know have a a day where you're just kind to people just that you go out your way to just be kind to others and pass it forward Excuse me, yeah. Pick a day where you, you pass it forward. You, the good health, the good fortune, money, love, kindness. Pass, pay it forward, you know? Pay it forward. And that way you create a train and people, they want to oblige. They want to be also part of it. And a lot of people are always wondering, what happens when you stay in your comfort zone? If you stay in your comfort zone, when you're faced with different difficulties, you end up postponing all your life goals. Let me just tell you that right now. If you're always in your comfort zone when you get confronted by something, everything else has to pause because you're doing one thing. Because you've never been in that position before. Obviously, your life goals are important. So when difficulties come up, and they will, you need to be brave enough to keep moving forward. That's the whole point. When your difficulties come up, and they arrive, and they show up, and they confront you, and they're in your face, and they're ready to go, they're ready to fight you, and they will... You need to be brave enough to keep moving forward. Because if you're not, you're going to get stuck. You know, some people say, well, waiting for the difficulties to arrive. And once they're here and you work through them, you're out of your comfort zone. Yeah, you are forced. No one ever wants to be forced. You need to do it. You need to decide. You force yourself to do things. But when something arrives, you have to do it. You know? A lot of people, you know, should I stay in my comfort zone? The key to contentment is to live your life to the fullest within the confines of your comfort zone. If you stay in safe waters but plunge as deeply into them as possible, if you're going at something to do it, if you're bad at something, just do it. It's 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 not about really staying in your comfort zone, but it's you're content. Do you just want to be content? Do you want to be content? Or do you want to experience life? You know, your comfort zone is a dangerous place. You know, it can prevent you from improving and it can stop you from achieving all the things you're capable of achieving if it makes and it makes you miserable. You know you have the talent, the passion, the work ethic, but you can't achieve it because you're in your danger zone and that's a very dangerous place to be. So you have to make that decision today to change something in your life that you are unhappy with and start experience different and positive changes in life that's really all so guys we've reached we reached our 30 minute mark i'm gonna leave you with a song here and i'll be back after these messages bye
Well, you only need the light when it's burning low. Only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Only know you love her when you let her go. Only know you've been high when you're feeling low. Only hate the road when you're missing home. Only know you love her when you let her go. And you let her go. Staring at the bottom of your glass. Hoping one day you'll make a dream last. But dreams come slow and they go so fast. You see it when you close your eyes. But you only need the light when it's burning low. Only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Only know you love her when you let her go. Only know you've been high when you're feeling low. Only hate the road when you're missing home. Only know you love her when you let her go. Staring at the ceiling in the dark. Same old empty feeling in your heart Cause love comes slow and it goes so fast We well, see you when you fall asleep But never to touch and never to keep Cause you loved her too much and you dive too deep well, you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow That was Let Her Go by The Passenger, and that song is so good. I love that song. Um, Welcome back to Diving with Sharon, y'all. Just to go ahead and jump right into it, we're going to talk about something that everybody has been talking about for the last couple of days. We're going to talk about Ahmaud Aubrey. For those of you who don't know who Ahmaud Aubrey, I'm about to tell y'all right now. <clears throat> Ahmaud Aubrey was a man, a black man who lives in Georgia. And this particular black man, Ahmaud Aubrey, I'm going to keep saying his name because he deserves to have his name told. Ahmaud Aubrey, Ahmaud Aubrey, Ahmaud Aubrey. That's spelled A H as in at home, M as in man, A U D as in dance, Aubrey. A R B as in Barry, E R Y. He is a man who is jogging in Georgia in the morning, in the morning, and he was attacked by two white men, two white men, just because he was black. 
And they attacked him while he was running, and they shot, and they killed him. And you know how we got that on camera? And you want to know how we know? Because the police officer pulled up at the scene, saw it happen, and you know what he did? He moved on. He didn't try to stop it. He said, hey, what's going on? He didn't get out of his car before he got shot. He didn't call the police. He didn't call 911. He didn't do anything. He just sat there and watched, recorded the whole thing on his dash cam, and then moved on with his life. And he, he was following this black man jogging the whole time. And supposedly, somebody called the police and was like, hey, there's a black man running down the street. Well, yeah, of course he's running down the street. He's working out. He's jogging. And um, you're just saying that he was down the street, supposedly trying to break and enter. It, it was a whole bunch of sugar honey iced tea let's put it that it was a bunch of sugar honey iced tea and these two fellow men decided they wanted to go ahead and just shoot this young man for absolutely no reason it was a father and a son let me tell you something this happened in february we are now in may you know how long it's been it's been three months and now this is just coming up that is disgusting that's the most disgusting thing i've ever seen and ever witnessed Aside from everything else and all the BS that's been going around. This is what the article said. Two men have been arrested and charged with murder and aggravated assault for the February shooting, February, shooting of 25-year-old Ahmad Arbery, according to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Gregory McMichael, 64, and his son Travis McMichael, 35, were arrested on Thursday evening and were booked into the Glen County Jail. I hope they're doing life. Based on our involvement in this case, within 36 hours, we secured a warrant. First of all, within 36 hours, this was in February, and a whole bunch of Americans had to um, sign petitions just to get you guys to do something, and that's disgusting. You have proof and plain sight that this black young man was shot for absolutely no reason for no, not even for oh i was trying to protect myself or none of that boo hooky no they shot him for no reason just because he was black and just because they can and we had to sign a petition to get them arrested so don't say that within 36 hours we secured warrants because you did and actually took you more than 60 days try again anyways based on our involvement in this case quotation within 36 hours we secured warrants quotation that speaks volumes for itself to the probable cause in this probable cause in this oh my god probable cause in this case said gbi director vic reynolds at a press conference on friday morning listen vic reynolds i just want you to know probable cause there was no probable cause they shot him because he they wanted to there was no reason if they were really scared for their lives they should have called the police just like they do when people are outside barbecuing in the pool, doing their laundry, walking with the kids. They call the police. They could have just done that. But guess what? There is already a police officer there and he ain't do S-H-I-T. Cell phone video showing the moment Aubrey was killed was pr prompted national outrage surfacing online on Tuesday afternoon. But his mother said she can't bring herself to watch it. Of course not. That's freaking devastating and sad. It's disgusting. Ugh, I can't even watch it, and I'm not even his mother. I don't think I'll ever be in a mental state where I can actually watch the video. I had others that watched it that shared what they saw, and that, that, was, that was just enough. Wanda Cooper-Jones told ABC News in an interview that aired Thursday morning on Good Morning America. In the 28-second video, Aubrey, who is black, can be seen jogging around a neighborhood just outside the port city of Brunswick on a sunny afternoon on February 23rd. The footage ends with three loud gunshots. Wow. Gregory McMichael and Travis McMichael, disgusting, and there's a special place in hell for you guys. Just a heads up, so be ready. Our poor both wide told police they grabbed their guns and hopped in their trucks to pursue Aubrey after seeing him running in their neighborhood because they believe he was responsible for several recent burglaries. So you just picked and choose because since he was black and he was jogging and you just assumed that he was he was uh, the reason why all these burglaries were happening. Shame on you. You're disgusting. 
yeah, you do have mental illness. It's called white supremacy. Anyways, the father claimed his son got out of the truck holding a shotgun and was attacked by Aubrey, according to a police report obtained by ABC. We saw the video. You attacked him. He was trying to run around the truck to avoid confrontation, and you ran up to him. Two men tussled over the firearm. Aubrey was shot as seen in the cell phone video, which was allegedly taken by a bystander's shirt. Two prosecutors recused themselves from investigating Aubrey's murder, citing conflicts of interest since Gregory McMichaels is a retired Glynn County police officer and the investigator was Brunswick's directing attorney's office. Oh, okay, so two prosecutors recused themselves from investigating his murder because of conflict of interest because Mr. McMichael was a retired police officer. I wonder how much hell he probably caused against so many black people in Georgia. I can only imagine the disgustingness. Tom Durden, the district attorney for the Atlantic Judicial Circuit, was assigned the case in the middle of April. The middle of April. Let me tell you something. If this was vice versa, and it was a white man that got shot by two black men, the next day, whether there was conflict of interest or not, or whatever was happening, those men would have been arrested on death row immediately. But the middle of April, two months, two months, assigned the case in the middle of April by the state's attorney general, Jordan brought in the GBI to investigate on Tuesday evening, Reynolds said. The McMichaels were charged with felony murder and aggravated assault charges. Reynolds said on Friday there will be no hate crime charges. Are you serious? <laughs> Reynolds said on Friday there will be no hate crime charges. There is no hate crime in Georgia, Reynolds said, adding, Georgia is one of, I think, four or five states left in a union that doesn't have any hate crime. Are you kidding? I can't believe what I just read. You gonna tell me that wasn't a hate Please. Please. The GBI is also investigating who leaked the cell phone video onto social media and threats against the Glen County Police Department. Aubrey, who lived in Burnswick, one town over from where the Michaels reside, was pronounced dead at the scene by the Glen County Corner. No weapons were found on him, according to the police report. I'm managing, and it's really hard. Aubrey's mother, ABC News Thursday. It's really been hard. It's outrageous that it has taken more than two months for Ahmad Aubrey's executors to be arrested. But better late than never. Ben Crump, an attorney representing the family, said in a statement, This is the first step to judges. These murderous father and son duo took the law into their own hands. Prior to the Pair's arrest, Cooper Jones told ABC News she believed authorities hadn't taken them into custody because McGregor McMichael had a lengthy career as an investigator at the Burnswick District Attorney's Office before recently retiring. Retiring, I think that they don't feel like he was wrong because he was one of them, he said. After the video circulated on social media Tuesday, a large crowd of pro- protesters marched through the neighborhood where Aubrey was killed. The Georgia Bureau of Investigations announced Wednesday that it was opening its own probe into the February 23rd incident. Leslie Mirror, one of the attorneys representing Aubrey's family, demanded answers Thursday morning and had asked for the immediate arrest of George and Travis McMichael. Persecutors will need a grand jury in order to formally indict these men, but this has nothing to do with actually going out and arresting the men seen on camera murdering a 25-year-old unarmed black man. Mayor told ABC News in an interview that aired Thursday on GMA. The persecutors actually have the option. If they so choose to directly indict, they skip the entire grand jury process, he added. Oh, so the persecutors actually have the option. If they choose to, to directly indict and skip the entire grand jury process, he added. Oh, okay, that's good to know. It's something that happens all the time in our legal system. This would certainly be an appropriate moment. Yes, it would. They don't need a trial. They need to go straight to jail. The Michaels attorney did not immediately respond to ABC News' request for a comment Wednesday, and the Michaels themselves did not return their phone calls. Of course it didn't. Aubrey would have turned 26 old on Friday. Oh, that's really sad. Cooper Jones described her late son as humble, kind, well-mannered, and beloved by his family and peers. Ahmad didn't deserve to go the way he he went, she said. That is so sad. That is the saddest thing that I've ever 
even read or heard in my life. I read this quote earlier that literally says, jog during the day and not night. They still kill you. Stay in your own backyard. They still kill you. Don't move your hands too quickly. They'll still kill you. Keep your voice down. They'll still kill you. Stay in your own house. They'll still kill you. They still kill you. They still kill you. They still kill you. Because they don't care. You're going to tell me it took you guys almost four months to crack open this case? Three to four months? Are you serious? Are you talking about taking them to the grand jury for indictment when you know well that they don't need an indictment? They can go straight to jail. They don't need a trial. And then on top of that, you guys are not going to charge them for a hate crime? You really going to sit there and tell me you can't tell that this was a hate crime? I'm just happy they've been arrested. Like the mom said, better late than never. I'm glad that they finally just... I'm just glad that it's done. Not done, but I'm really glad that, that, it's, that it's over, you know? So, it's been a, it's been a pleasure being here with you guys. It's been a pleasure working with you guys. It's been a pleasure, um, having you guys tune in and listen to my opinions and what I had to say and how I feel about certain things. And I'm grateful for you guys. I'm ever so grateful. And... I will be back this summer. Don't miss me too much. (laughs) And I want to leave you with this one quote. My favorite quote of all time. It's by Marianne Williamson. And it goes like this. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves... Who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God, and your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, We unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fears, our presence automatically liberates others. Thank you so much, Marion, for that. Really appreciate it. That's my favorite quote of all time. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to Dive In with Sharon. It's been a pleasure um, recording and being here with you guys and having you guys listening to my show. I'm truly humbled by this experience. I'm truly uh, enjoyed this experience and I can't wait to come back for more. This is Sharon Honorant. This has been Diving with Sharon and I'm signing out. Take care guys and God bless always. Loving can hurt Loving can hurt sometimes But it's the only thing that I know When it gets hard You know it can get hard sometimes It is the only Makes us feel alive We keep this love in a photograph We make these memories for ourselves Where our eyes are never closing Hearts are never broken Time's forever frozen still So you can keep me Inside the pocket of your ripped Till our eyes meet, you won't ever be alone.
Wait for me to come home 